You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. If their offensive line can be consistent and relatively healthy, then there's no reason that they shouldn't be an 11 or 12 win team. Could they win the division, get home playoff games? I mean, all of that we'll see. But they should be in the playoffs and one of those where you're saying have a real crack at it to maybe go and win the whole thing. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Bob was shoesing. Uh, by the way, the breaking news in regard to Josh Jacobs and him returning to uh, the Raiders camp uh, broke by Adam Schefter. No surprise there. By the way, uh, this segment brought to you by Skyway Golf Course. Again, one of the best courses in the metro uh, area. Make sure you check them out in Jersey City. Beautiful Lynx course. Amazing uh, golf oasis out there. I think it's New Jersey's best kept secret. Obviously not a secret anymore because we're talking about it here on 98.7 ESPN. So definitely check them out. Again, uh, heading into this Jets-Giants preseason game, number three, Aaron Rodgers, offensive starters expected to strut their stuff, not just one series, possibly two, maybe more. Uh, offensive line, we'll see how they do. As Ira called in, uh, Makai Becton, obviously one of the big storylines. We'll see what happens there. Um, as for the Giants, they're satisfied with their preseason. There are reports out there. We're going to hear from Jordan Renan coming your way this hour as well, is that uh doesn't look like they're going to play a lot of their starters. So I expect uh, just a lot of like dominance from this Jets team, especially with Aaron Rodgers in there, especially in the first quarter, first half. So I do like the Jets minus four and a half in the first half tonight. That is how I would play it. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're up. Oh, hi, Anita. You mentioned stand-up. I was on the subway the other day going up to the Bronx on the 6th train. Boy, this guy was fantastic. I mean, I couldn't repeat what he was saying, but, man, I laughed all the way up to Westchester Square from 59th Street. He was so funny. So you get stand-up all the time. I didn't pay a penny for it. He was just so funny on the, in the subway car. Uh, as far as uh, tonight in the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area, just think of the athletes we have here. We have Lionel Messi. We have uh, Djokovic. We have Otani. And we have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those are four of the greatest that have ever played the game. You know, when you think about it, four of the greatest. Uh, I mean, I, I can't think of And if Serena was here and Aaron Judge was here playing, I mean, you'd have, uh, you know, unbelievable in the New York uh, metropolitan area. That's how I think. As far as uh, the giant jet game tonight, uh, I'm rooting for this kid for the Giants, the third-string quarterback from Don Bosco Prep, Tommy DeVito. Mm-hmm. I hope he has a good game. Uh, I mean, he's not going to supplant uh, – uh, uh, Tyron T- uh, Taylor, who looks very good. I mean, that guy may be the best backup quarterback in football right now, Tyron Taylor. But uh, this kid, DeVito, if he, does, you know, if he stays on the practice squad, or, I don't think they would keep three quarterbacks, but they can keep a third, I think, on the practice squad or the injury squad, or maybe he'll get a chance with somebody else. I mean, this kid may turn out to be better than Trey Lance, you know, the guy that the uh, 49ers just traded. But uh, he looked very good uh, last uh, last uh, exhibition game. And uh, uh, one last thing, as far as Rodgers and getting hurt, you know, people that call, it's 50-50. But, you know, people call, especially older fans, we rem- the Jets were ruined in 72 when Joe Namath tried to make a ta- uh, no, 71, 1971 exhibition game. 
he tried to make a tackle off uh, one of the Lions who intercepted his pass, and the guy wanted the linebackers knocked his knees out. And that was it. Namath was never the same. It was an exhibition game. He was angry that he threw the interception, so he tried to make the tackle. And the linebacker came and just gave him a good, solid block below the knees, and that was it. Namath was never the same. That was the start of the jet decline until 79, 80, until Richard Todd came, brought us to the championship game against Miami. But So that's why people do call up and say these things. There is, And then you have Jason Seahorn. You have Joe Morris. Joe Morris got hurt in the last playoff game, uh, last exhibition game, and that gave rise to uh, – uh, O.J. Anderson being the Jet Giants starting quarterback, uh, running back, because uh, Bill Parcells was always loyal, and Joe Morris was his man. He was the man on the 86-87 team, and even though they got O.J. Anderson at 88, he never, and he was a star, a borderline superstar running back, he never got a chance to start with the Giants until Joe Morris got hurt. And that ended his career, Joe Morris getting hurt, because he never played it much after that. So there was precedent, you know, 50-50. People that think he should play Rodgers and... I, I hear you, Richard. I appreciate the full goal. I feel like, guys, don't you feel like every time Richard's on, like, we get a history lesson? It just, it's, you never know where he's going to go. He could no, go you, three years back. He could go 63 years back. I, I just feel like every time we have Richard on, it's it's like a history lesson. And then I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the question. Like, you know, if I knew who, I don't know. Uh, was the starting pitcher for the Yankees back in like uh, you know 1932? No, Richard, I don't. Um, but he's going to tell me. He's going to tell me. Um, I just I, I I think I think we are all a little bit wiser each and every time Richard joins us on the program. Are we not? I don't know. <laughs> are we? I, I think. I mean, listen. He spews. Uh, he kn- he knows a lot of sports history. He knows more sports history than I do. If Sports Jeopardy was around, he'd be. Oh, he's your lifeline. Yeah. Oh, he, Richard is absolutely your lifeline. If you're on, if you're on, like, what was the show again? The one million dollar. What is it? The question, right? That you had, that you were able, like, do you want to like, be a millionaire? With do uh, you want to be a millionaire? Right, and you and you had a life. You had lifelines. Right. Right. And if it was a sports question, oh, hands down, Richard would the be would be the dude you'd want to call. Right? Are we in agreement there? I, I I think we are. He's on the short list for sure. You maybe, know he'd pick maybe up. Dave Rothenberg. I don't know. But, uh, would, would Dave pick up? Probably not. Not Dave on a Sunday. Not on a Sunday. That's for sure. On a football Sunday, no way. With the Giants playing? Yeah. He's there just on his couch getting fat, eating chips, all types of food. Watching football, <laughs> just screaming. Um... Okay. Well, that way to throw him under the bus there, Harvey. Love you, Dave. Um, has, has he – what are his thoughts on the Giants this season? Like, is he optimistic? Is he optimistic that the Giants are going to compete in the division? Is he just like – is he waving the white towel? What, what's, what's Dave Rothenberg's expectations for his Giants this season? Just curious. Do you know? I think from what I've gathered, he's been gone for so long. I don't even know if he's going to come back ever. But – from what I've gathered, I think he wants – he wouldn't be surprised if the Giants have a worse record than last year but look better on the field. Which makes no sense. He he he, he says that he wants to see how it all plays out. So he thinks the Giants are going to be better than last year but, not, but will have a worse record. He says that's kind of a possibility and that he wouldn't be surprised by that. Hmm. 
Well, listen, uh, the entire division has a much more difficult schedule. Like last year, the NFC East, as a whole, as a division, had the easiest schedule in regard to opponents, same opponents that they play. So, um, so I, I could I could I could understand that rationale. I could understand it. Interesting. What are, your, right. what are your expectations for the Giants? I'm curious. When we come back, I'll tell you what they are. Ooh. Because here, here, was, here was a show question. How about that for a tease? Uh, here, here was our show question yesterday on, um, on Daily Wager, and I, I posed it. I filled in for Barton Hahn yesterday, and I'll throw it out here right now. 800-919-3776. Giants over under seven and a half wins. The Jets over under nine and a half wins. Which wager are you going to the window for and why? I'll repeat it again. Giants over under seven and a half. Jets over under nine and a half. Which wager are you running to the window for and why? 800-919-3776. We will discuss when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. What's wrong with Ted Koppel, Harvey? Well, first of all, who's Ted Koppel? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Threw out a show question. Surprised we haven't gotten any callers yet. Everybody contemplating? Are you stewing? Are you marinating in the question? Over, under. Giants over, under seven and a half wins. Jets over nine and a half wins. What is the wager you're going to the window? What's your favorite wager? Over, under, on either. What's your number one? 800-919-3776. Mine is the over for the Giants. And I'm not sitting here saying that the Jets, that the Giants have a better team than the Jets. Let me preface, okay? I don't want Jets fans to like start like hounding me on social media. That's not what I'm saying. I just, I think, I think people are underestimating how good this Giants team is going to be this season. And, and, and it's, a, it's a lower threshold. It's a lower number for them to have to achieve. I think offensively, they're, they're going to absolutely crush it. Um, they've got uh, talent level on the roster is probably the best it's been in years. They've got a solid starting 22. They've got unbelievable depth. Their last two draft classes have been fantastic. 
what they were able to add in free agency. Nobody's talking about Paris Campbell. Nobody's even drafting Paris Campbell in fantasy. I'm not sitting here telling you to do so, but trust me, he will be a dude that will be picked up on the waiver wire probably after the first two or three weeks. Trust me. Darren Waller is going to be a complete beast. This is Daniel Jones' second year in the system. Their coaching staff is one of the best in the NFL. And they don't play their division games, really, the majority of their division games until the end of the season, which I think does benefit a, a team. Okay? Uh, for the Jets, I just, I, I've got some major concerns in, in regards to that offensive line. And Aaron Rodgers pushed in 40 in December. We weren't able to see him. Listen, they marinating this for a minute. Aaron Rodgers couldn't win 10 games with the Green Bay Packers last year. And you could say, well, hey, this Jets team is much better. Okay. On paper. But, you know, they've got... Here's another thing. Last year, uh, injury bug did not hit that Jets defense. It's very few and far between that teams will be able to avoid that two years in a row. So you have to, just just by the mere trend of how the NFL works, you have to expect some type of regression in regard to how fortunate the Jets were to avoid injury, especially on the defensive side of the ball last year. It's a thing. I'm not making it up. I'm not being a negative Nelly. I'm just being honest. So... I think the best bet here is Giants over seven and a half wins. Joe, what say you? It's kind of tough for me because initial thought I'm with you, Giants over. But you look at that Jets back half of that schedule, it's hard-pressed for me not to find ten wins there. Their back half of the schedule are against the drugs of the NFL. And so – I'm going to go Jets over nine and a half. You're going to go Jets over nine and a half. I'm going Giants over seven and a half. Harvey? I'm with you, Anita. Give me seven and a half. Give me half. Over seven and a half. Excuse me. I think the Giants are a 10 win team. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Chris in Beth Page. Chris, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, Anita. Um, listen, I love the Giants over... Seven and a half. Love it. I mean, listen, I look, I'm a longtime Giant fan. I watched all the games like twice. And, you know, th- this year, think about it. Giants were 9 7 and 1 last year, right? Okay. Everyone says, oh, the schedule's tougher this year or whatever, whatever that means. Because in football, other teams change so fast it'll make your head spin. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, the LA Rams, and Tampa were three of the best teams in the NFC two years ago, and now they're the three worst teams. So you never know who's going to change over and which teams are going to fall off. So that being said, Anita, I looked at the Giants' schedule. Follow me on this. Mm-hmm. There are five games that if they lose, I will not be surprised. I get it. I'll, I'll, I'll call them a given five. I'll say two losses to the Eagles, one loss on the road to the Cowboys, a loss on the road to San Francisco, and a loss on the road to Buffalo. That's five losses. That leaves 12 other games. The other 12 games, to, in my mind, I'd be very disappointed if they lost. So, But I'll give them that they might lose a couple of those games. So that's where I come at 10-7. and seven. I mean, start naming the games 
where the Giants are going to be prohibitive underdogs in. You know, it's going to be just those five games I mentioned. You know, other than that, they'll either be slight favorites or slight underdogs in the, in the other twelve games. I mean, you know, they play the, the Green Bay Packers, okay? New England. I'm just saying these are these are winnable games. They play the Commanders twice, and another thing is every every home game, every time they're home. They should be able to win those games. They should be, and they've improved their team dramatically. Not just a little; they proved it dramatically. The weapons Daniel Jones now has are infinitely better than the ones he left the season off with last year. No doubt. You got a healthy Saquon Barkley. They've improved their defense, and they have the best coach in the league, or the coach of the year. Plus, they retained all their uh, their their assistant coaches, and I just think they're, they're building a solid organization. And they won nine games last year. They're definitely going to win 10 games this year. That's a guarantee. I'll call you guys all during the year just to just to back up what I'm saying. Chris, appreciate the call. I, I, I can't be as confident as you that they're going to win 10 games, but I do believe that they will win eight. I do believe that they will win eight. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, welcome in. Hey, good good, um, good afternoon, Anita. Shout out to the company. Um, I'm going to take the over on the Jets. I think the nine and a half. Uh, I think the nine and a half number is a little. Was um, it's just more of a? I, I think it's more of a wait and see. And I do understand, you know, that they they were the healthiest on defense, but I think that that was also by design with how, with the depth that Salah has and how much he rotates those guys and tries to keep them as fresh throughout the whole season. And I think the biggest injury was when um, the off was was when the offensive line went down. And I think that, and also it's not a coincidence that the offensive line looks a little bit better when it's not Zach Wilson. So that's kind of where I feel like a lot, uh, I feel like the Jets could be uh, an 11 to 12 win team possibly. Jose, thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Noel calling in from his car. Noel? Hey, Anita. How you doing? Great. Great, great, great. Well, from former athlete to athlete, um, I'm going to say I'm taking the Giants, right? And forgive me, I was just paying a toll. I'm taking the Giants to go over seven. Uh, and a couple of things I wanted to, to talk about quickly. Uh, love your work. I love what you stand for. And I love your perspective from being not just an analyst, but a former athlete. So I don't know what that means to you, but uh, it it makes a huge difference. And, you know, kudos to you. Now, uh, the Jets in itself, I think Rodgers has to play, right? You have to get a feel of the command Mm -hmm. of the ship. You play quarterback. You know the deal. Uh, you got to get, you know, some type of uh, symmetry or chemistry with these guys. Uh, at the helm. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Give him a quarter uh, out there tonight. That's all he really needs. And then he can build upon that and have conversation and dialogue moving forward as time goes on. That's all he really needs to do. He, he, he is human. He is, yes, an MVP, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he is a human being and he needs to you know, get out there with his guys and, 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 and get to work, right? So I don't think it's a bad thing. If you're afraid, though, no, He's not playing badminton. There's, there's always a chance you can get hurt or something could happen on the field, and, you know, that could be it, right? Everybody's one play away. So I just wanted to say that, and then I just wanted to, my six-year-old, Kendall, she just wanted to say hi, Anita. If that's okay with you, is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hi. Hi. 
Hi, Hi Kendall. Nina. How are you? I need to know my name. <laughs> I'm good. Are you are you a Jets or a Giants Have fan? A great day. And they're gone. Uh, quick break. <laughs> quick break. We come back. Frank, you'll be first up. Mike, I see you as well. I know you want to talk about the Yankees. Also, we get back. We'll hear from Jordan Renan. Uh, we heard from Rich Samini earlier, giving us a, a little preview of what to expect from the Jets tonight. Let's find out from Jordan Renan what we realistically can expect from the Giants as they face the Jets tonight. Six o'clock will be kickoff right here on 98.7 ESPN. Their back half of the schedule are against the drugs of the NFL. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Got a text message from Mama Mimi. How did the Browns get eight points? So Browns are up on Kansas City 8-3. I, did, I, I sent her a shrug, and she's like, football maven, Browns, eight points, question mark. She called me a football maven, my mom. Now the Browns are up 14 to three. They just scored another touchdown. My mom has the biggest crush on Patrick Mahomes. Like, of course, down in Miami, huge Dolphins fan. But I think, like, if it really came down to it for her, it's all about Patrick Mahomes. I, she's just, she's, she's infatuated with him. It's frightening. By the way, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a football podcast with my mom this season. Mama Mimi is going to pick three games with me this season and we'll have it up on all my social media. So I know uh, a lot of people out there love Mama Mimi. I guess that's breaking news. Uh, I'm excited about it. You got I'm a name a for the ne- podcast? What's the name I'm, of it? I'm a, little, I'm a little nervous. Why? All the swearing? Well, no, it's a podcast. You can swear it's on a podcast. podcast. We, can, uh, we can beep it. We can beep it. I don't know. Mama Mimi's picks. What do you what do you think we should call it, guys? Hmm. I didn't really think that ahead. Um, marinate it. Mar- marinate in it. We'll have a pick. We're on till four today. You've got plenty of time. Marinate in a, in in a podcast name. Um. Hit us up on Twitter at Anita Marks if you've got a podcast name for uh, for Mama Mimi's podcast with me this season. We're gonna pick three 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 games. I guarantee you each and every week, one of the games is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs game. I guarantee you it will be. She is just, she is infatuated with him. It's quite frightening. Uh, let's go to Frank in New Jersey. Frank, welcome in. Hi, Anita. How are you today? Hey, uh, my suggestion would be Mama Mia's Saucy Picks. Oh, look at you coming out of the box strong, Frank. There you go. There you go, right? Hey, listen, uh, two things. I think the Giants are over. I think they're going to have an impressive year. They've had a good training camp. Uh, Daniel Jones has not had the kind of weapons that he has had has this year that he's had in the past. Um, I think a lot, believe it or not, is going to depend on the left tackle. He protects the blind side, and they paid him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to come strong out against the Cowboys. I think, th- I think they'll win the game against the Cowboys. Unfortunately, I won't be there. Don't do night games, but I did make $400 on the ticket. Um, won't speak on the Jets. Not a Jets fan at all. Don't nothing about them. Don't like them. Uh, by the way, did you happen to see the uh, mini docu series in the swamp about the Florida Gators? If not, I have I not yet. It's a good show. Good I show. have not yet. I'm not a big Urban Meyer fan, so there's that. Um, 
but thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 800-919-3776. Again, we heard from Rich Samini earlier on the program. Uh, it's time to hear from Jordan Renan. My first question to him, of course, is big news this week. Isaiah Simmons traded from the Arizona Cardinals to the Giants. Giants only gave up a seventh-round draft pick to get him. What a steal. Uh, my first question to Jordan was about that trade. Let's listen in. Yeah, well, let's start with the seventh-round thing. Like That just shows you what the league thinks of Isaiah Simmons right now, right? I mean, that, that is, that's the fact. He got traded for a seventh-round pick. They couldn't get more than a seventh-round pick for Isaiah Simmons. So the league does not expect Isaiah Simmons to be this big difference maker. Now, he is talented. He does fit kind of into what Wink Martindale wants to do with a positionless defense because, in reality, he's a player without a position, and that's kind of the problem with him. Uh, you know, he actually falls in the category. He's like, he's like, remember Jabril Peppers? That's, you know, he was this great athlete. Michigan came to the, you know, the Giants uh, in the Odell trade. But he just, he's a great athlete, but not a great football player. That's kind of the gist of when you talk to people around the league of what you get about Isaiah Simmons. But Wink Martindale, I certainly expect that the Giants are going to start him as a linebacker. Now, he didn't really want to play that position in, in Arizona. He's coming for a new start. Seems like, you know, he should be more open to doing that. We'll find out as we go along here. And I think what we're going to see his role be early on is you specifically as sort of like a sub-package linebacker, as like a blister in certain spots, moved around the field a little bit. Uh, really like a, a sort of like a defensive, like a, a part-time defensive weapon. Uh, and then we'll see maybe if they like what they see, then maybe it'll grow into a bigger role. Yeah, you know, I, I I believe that a reason why he didn't have a lot of value was because of the way that the Cardinals utilized him, right? Like, coming out of Clemson, 6'4", 250, ran a 4'3", 940. Um, jack of all trades, master of none. I don't, I don't feel, I, I think they didn't know what to do with him. I don't think they, they groomed him properly. I don't think they taught him properly. I don't think he learned much. Cardinals on top of the fact that they didn't pick up his fifth year option. So he's, he's a rent a player for this season. I do believe that this is somewhat of a steal. I, I think we, we just talked about, I, I, I love this, this giants coaching staff. I love wink. I think that wink is going to be able to utilize him as, uh, as you know, a pass rusher, you know, a stand up blitzer, um, you know, maybe, you know, he adds them to like his, his package, his overload package, and utilizes him in in a in a more specific way and can coach him up. So, I think he's a diamond in the rough, yeah. and and I think I think this is a really great get for the Giants. I agree that Wink will be able to use him, and I do think he will be a good contributor. The question is how much. Like, well, I think people need to be realistic with the expectations. People are like, oh, he's going to start at inside linebacker. He's going to be all pro. Like, I mean, like I get no, 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 no. You know, we have to be realistic about what he is. And I, I think at this point of his career, at this point joining the Giants and this defense, right, we miss, he was here all of training camp at this, at, right now, is you're talking about what's probably a part-time player. Think in the line of, um, you know, you have like a, a guy who's a situational pass rusher, basically Bryce Hall of the Jets, right? He, he just basically comes in and rushes the passer. You'll have that. that's kind of the kind of, uh, role not necessarily strictly as a pass rusher, but 
the kind of playtime I'm expecting to see from Isaiah Simmons. So it's a good contributor. And, yes, for a seventh-round pick, it's certainly worth the risk. Why not? Because if he, Why n- even if he is that, that's, that's great value, right, for that this season. Uh, and obviously adds to their defensive team speed, which is something uh, this team has been doing all offseason is speed, speed, speed. That was a huge emphasis on both sides of the ball this offseason. Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, talking about the Giants again, uh, working out a deal with the Cardinals. They get Isaiah Simmons. How will he play a role in this defense? Only time will tell. Uh, but in Wink, I trust. And uh, in Simmons, uh, his metrics and his athleticism is uh, is phenomenal. So I'm I'm really I'm intrigued and excited to see what the Giants could do with him, only giving up a seventh round draft pick. Um, as for the Saturday game, we're anticipating. Just had Rich mm-hmm. Samini on with us not too long ago, Jordan. So Aaron Rodgers, uh, a number of the starting crew getting uh, going to get some playing time, possibly more than just a yep. series. Maybe it's a quarter. Who knows? Maybe it's a half. We'll see. Only time will tell. But what can Giants fans expect from their team come Saturday at 6 o'clock? Yeah, I mean, just when you're watching practice this week, it's pretty clear you're not going to see many, if any, of the Giants starters on Saturday. Uh, I would not expect to see Daniel Jones and really most of the first-team offense. Maybe some of the rookies and young players you know, get sprinkled in there, but even that would probably be limited. It's going to be mostly, let's take a look at our second, third team guys fill out the bottom of the roster. This is like an extended tryout for the Giants, which is which makes it even more interesting. Like, why is Aaron Rodgers playing? He's not even playing against anybody, right? He's playing against second and third team guys. Seems a little strange. And even the people with the Jets over there, that I spoke to someone this week, and they seem to realize, like, you know, they, they know that the Giants probably aren't playing anyone. So it, it'll be interesting to watch. But from a Giants perspective, it's more about, okay, who's going to make the bottom of the roster? Uh couple positions I think there are definitely open spots you're talking about cornerback safety uh let's see linebacker wide receiver those are some of the key positions to watch here yeah so it's going to be tale of two different storylines right like and and by the way we just we played a clip not too long ago of Robert Salo saying like you know the reason that he does want Aaron Rodgers uh, to play is because Aaron's got to get a feel of what it's like playing at MetLife Stadium right like all he knows is Lambeau Field, let's be honest. So, you know, getting the plays in and out, what it feels like. Even Robert Sala mentioned, like, even wearing a different colored jersey. Um, you don't – and again, yeah, hint, you know – Yeah, hint, hint, hint to Robert Sala. He's played at MetLife Stadium before. Well, you know what I mean. But, but, but you know, <laughs> no, as a – No, I get a, it. I just, I'm saying yeah. I just see such minimal benefit. I don't know. That I don't like I just I disagree. I disagree with you. I, I, think, I, think you need, I think you need to get a, a, an ebb and flow, a routine – um, you know, I, I think, I think it is important, but, but at the same time, I mean, I think we're in agreement here. This is going to be a glorified. You know who agrees with you, Anita? The Chiefs and Patriots, they agree with you. They love to play their starters in the, in the preseason. And those teams are pretty good. So not, well, I'm not, I, I, you know, I, yeah, I but I, I just, again, clearly. again, I, I just, my, my, my take though is I think we are diminishing um, the uphill climb of Aaron Rodgers only knowing Lambeau Field and whatnot um, as his home turf. I think, you know, even to the point where Robert Solom said something about, like, you know, different colored jerseys, right? Like, um, there, as, as minuscule, minuscule as that sounds, um, athletes are creatures of habit, and routine is, 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 yeah. is a thing. 
And so, you know, I think that's another thing that is, is going to take a minute to kind of get into an ebb and flow with. And so I, that's why, because this is a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback, oh, everything new, I think it's going to be, I, 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 I commend and I agree with the decision of, uh, of Aaron Rodgers starting. But my point being is this isn't going to be, a, this is going to be a preseason game where you're going to evaluate how good or bad you think this team is going to be because the, the Giants aren't going to have their starters right. out there, right? No, yeah, no, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. For the Jets, I guess it's more about just getting a feel for, you know, what it's going to be like, at least with certain guys on the field. And for the Giants, it's, the uh, you know, who makes the roster tryout, basically, for second and third team. So, yeah, two teams taking radically different approaches here, for sure. Uh, again, Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. With that being said, um, so really with the, with the Giants, again, coming out and trying to figure out, like, who makes the club, who doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much they've got to feel pretty confident that they are ready for week one against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the line right now is three and a half. So you give me the Giants plus three and a half at home against Dallas, which I am not a fan of Mike McCarthy. Um, now he's calling the plays over Kellen Moore. I think their offensive line uh, has some question marks. I think their rush defense has some question marks. I think Saquon Barkley goes off that night against the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Giants win straight up. So give me the Giants at plus three and a half. What say you, based on your okay. finger, pulse of this team, uh, what you've seen this 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 preseason, what are you anticipating week well, one, I, Jordan? Yeah, I'm anticipating them playing well offensively for sure. Now the big question mark is – can their offensive line handle the Dallas Cowboys defensive front, particularly guys like Micah Parsons? Like, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I'm taking Micah Parsons and I'm putting him over Evan Neal every single play, right? And I'm saying, okay, let's see how much better this guy is. By the way, like Evan Neal graded out really low last year among tackles, like, you know, bottom 10 in, you know, basically any metric you could find. So, yeah, he's made adjustments and he's looked a little bit better this summer, but I think the jury is clearly still out on Evan Neal. And that, that offensive line is a huge thing. So that, that, to me, is going to determine whether the Giants are able to win that game. To me, this is such a big game for the Giants. It's like last year when they, got, when they won that Tennessee game, it just got things rolling. And if they lose this game, right, first of all, you're, if you lose at home to the Dallas Cowboys, a team they can't beat, right, in a primetime game, what gives you any hope that this team and this roster – is going to be able to beat the Cowboys or Eagles at any point this season, right? Because the next Cowboys game is on the road. You know, they're not at prime time at home. And then the Eagles, we know what the Eagles are. It's just a really good roster. So, to me, this is a huge game for the Giants. On top of that, week two is Arizona, right? That should be a winnable game. But you lose Dallas, you're one and one beat Arizona. Then you have San Francisco on a Thursday night. How many teams in the league are winning on San Francisco on a short rest on a Thursday night? Few, if any, Right. And then a home game against a primetime home game on Monday night, if they're sitting there one and two against a, a Seattle Seahawks team, which I'm pretty high on, I think they're really good, uh, which is going to be a tough game. And you sit there, and if you lose this Dallas game, there's a good chance you're, you're, you're sitting there going into that Seattle game with one and three staring you in the face. Again, Jordan Renan joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. So the Jets, uh, they are coming to the table strong tonight with Aaron Rodgers and their starters for the Giants. They're happy with the way the preseason has gone. They've seen enough. Tonight they're using this game to see who's going to make the club. Can't make it in the tub. 
But who's going to perform tonight to, of course, uh, solidify and make those final roster spots? That's what it's all about for the Giants. Uh, again, love the Jets' first half, minus four and a half. That is the play tonight. What say you? 800-919-3776. We'll be right back.